What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to Exit Strategy. My name is Todd Rutledge. And I'm Keith Johnson. Exit Strategy is a podcast where we listen to what you have going on and we help you get up, get out your feelings and get something. Man, and this week we're talking about a little bit of Drake. We're talking about a little bit of Kanye. We're talking about a lot of hip hop. We're talking about some Kendrick. And we're going to put you on. So thank you for listening. Here's the podcast. We shall appreciate y'all. Yep. Flex was talking to Pusher T in an interview, um, and he was like, "I, he he admits he was like, I I, uh, I talked to uh, Lil Yachty and I didn't like what he was doing. He didn't like the gap, and and Lil Yachty was the first person to put him on on game and say, uh, well, we're not getting taught by the old head, so right. we have to do things our way.' Right. And I feel like that's. But the the funny thing is that is an, that is a a general kind of like feel mm-hmm. across all fields. Like I feel like most people want to be famous forever. Like nobody mm-hmm. wants to pass the torch and allow the youth to come up because every generation has to start from scratch. Mm-hmm. And that's in wealth. That's in pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. You have to start from scratch and just scratch out your own version of this old thing. Yes. And that's exactly what's happened with hip hop. It happened with dance, with crunk, because people was like, what is this? You know what I mean? Then yeah. everybody was crumping across the world. It, it happened. I mean, I, and I was I was talking to uh, our buddy Cam about this. It's happening with millennials. It's uh, We have these ideas. And I feel like in your 20s, the way you go about it is, is wrong. I don't want to say wrong, because wrong is a strong word, but... You, you have the right mindset, but you have the wrong methodology. Mm-hmm. So you're just like banging your head against the wall and you're like, why does this not work? Mm-hmm. And then in your 30s, I feel like you start to take all those L's and you process those L's mm-hmm. and then you're, the way you do things improves. Yeah. So then you circle back and say, oh, I've always had this thought, right? but now I could apply it in this manner and I, so I feel like when you're in your 20s, you have this this mindset, and you're like, I want to be this, or I am this. And you're so guarded because you don't know how the fuck to, to figure right. it out. <laughs> and so I think that's where that entitled mindset comes from. And that's why people are like, oh, millennials are entitled. It's like, no, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Right. But we have these ideas that we know will work. We're just trying to keep up with technology. Right. Man. And no, we don't have an outlet. Right. We don't have an outlet. We don't, like, I, a lot of things that I'm seeing now, I'm like, man, I thought of this when I was, like, 23. <laughs> I just didn't know how to do it. And if I was put in the right position, I, could, I probably could have done it, you know? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, um, Funk Flex was talking to Pusha T, and Pusha T was like, yeah, but these young guys are free in a way that we're not, and they were able to do things with the little that they had. He was like, I would have died to be the creative director of Nautica at, at 20 or whatever, how yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. So, which brings us to Drake. It's about to be a surgical summer. Hey, Ty, what's the exit strategy? Exit strategy is a way that we can help you strategize on how to get out of your feelings. There's a will, there's a way out, and we're helping you find that way out. What's the exit strategy for that, Drake? <laughs> oh my God, he's getting bodied so bad. Uh, I think that the exit strategy for Drake is to keep making that album and make it as best as you can make it, bro. Like your next like project has to be bigger and 
badder than anything you've ever come with. You need to come up with this whole, uh, go back to what you've been doing. Like mm-hmm. the old, I'm talking about so far gone. Like go back to that and give us a little bit of that. You know? Um, you can't do any of these fluff singing shit now. Yeah. Because you've been attacked, bro. Like you can't do any, <laughs> you can't do any of no. that. You can't do any of that singy singy shit anymore. Uh, and you and, and he could probably leave a little bit of the Jamaican shit alone too. Like we know you're not Jamaican, yeah. bro. He's. I think he was trying to expand his brand, and now this beef forces him to be a little more. It forces folk, him to focus. Yeah, focus absolutely on five a.m. in Toronto, Drake. Right. Uh, the response he had a good. Re- I thought he had a good response. I thought it was a good comeback. Yeah, yeah it was a good com. It was a good uh, comeback. It was, but it was like um, the only reason. Okay, so here's the thing. It's all about sensationalism, right? Yes. So what Drake was saying, all this stuff was, it was good. You came back, it was like, oh, shit, that's why you don't fuck with Drake, because Drake got bars. And then when Pusha T came, see, here's the thing. <laughs> I I grew up, right? Like, my family uh-huh. is the pettiest family in the world. Uh-huh. Like, I am fluent. Like, I know I can spot it from a mile away. Mm-hmm. And what Pusha T did was the pettiest thing that you could do. It's like, oh. We talk about me and my experience. Yes. <laughs> you, you want to talk about my? You want to talk about my fiance? Let's talk about your Beyonce. Uh huh. Let's talk about your baby mama. And it's like, I'm the type of person that you, because I know petty. I'm the type mm-hmm. of person you hit, you squirt me with a water gun. I'm getting a water hose. Yes. Because I didn't want to play, but now I'm playing. You know. I've seen so many fights where. Or arguments where there someone is waiting for yeah. something to be touched upon, and as soon as that thing is touched, they yeah. go one hundred. And I think Pusher T That's did that, and I feel like Drake is being exposed for who he is, and that is a corny dude. Yep, Drake is a corny dude who became cool. Yeah, and those those layers are being peeled back. You know what's funny? Did he become cool? Here's the thing about Drake. I feel like everybody thinks Drake is lame. Like, all the other super... You ever see how Rihanna looks at him? Yes. Like, Rihanna looks at him like, you will never have a chance. And even right. if you do, it's going to be something that I give you. Mm-hmm. You needed me. Are you kidding me? Right. And I think that um, it's starting, like, the sh- again, the shine is starting to wear off. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you can rap, but, like, okay, what else? Yeah. I- anytime. He, would, he, he, he always <laughs> talk about jiggy rappers. Like, bro. <sighs> the jig is up. The jig the is The jig up. is up. Here's the thing. I, I think this is what I would do if I was Drake. Because Drake, I think what's happening with Drake is he's being ousted as the top guy in hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been a process that's been happening these last couple of years. And I think that's what Kanye was talking about in his rant where he's like, the radio keeps playing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Drake knows the formula to yeah, he does. the notes that we like to hear yeah. as consumers, and he plays those notes. Drake knows the formula, the music, the tone that we like to hear, mm-hmm. right? He's been playing that, and radios know they, they keep it safe. So Drake keeps it safe and stays within his parameters. That's why he's always getting played. Over the course of the past couple of years, he's been slowly losing those hits. Yeah, And I think he had a gap recently where he didn't have a, a Billboard hit until, like, a couple songs, you know, until mm-hmm. he released that, that nice a duet of... No, there's one, Diplomatic Immunity. And oh, yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So that's when he came back. So 
Kanye spoke about it, and Pusha T spoke about this too. He was like, this beef is about real estate as well. So what's happening with good music is they're releasing Pusha T, they're Kanye. releasing Kanye, they're releasing Cuddy, and they're releasing Nas. And Tiana Taylor. And Tiana Taylor. That's five weeks of sound-changing, game-changing music. The sound of music is about to change. Yeah, and it's also not going to bombard you because each album is only going to have seven, seven songs. songs. It's it's yeah. lean. Yes, it is. It's lean. That's, it's that's a good dense. word. It, it allows you to consume it and be content with it. Right, and not be overwhelmed and feel like, damn, I got to listen to 14 mm -hmm. songs, you know? Drake releases... And I, I think he got exposed when he released his diss track, and then he released "I'm Upset." There's a big gap between what he's capable of and what That's he what knows. Had yeah. he not released that, say there was no beef, and he just released "I'm Upset," that would have been a hit. Yeah. I'm upset, but then you hear the gap between what is and what isn't, and you're like, "Oh, I'm upset." Sucks, right? And like he's playing us. Yes. Yeah. And he knows he is. So now that the muse, the bar has been raised, mm. Drake's album is at risk for not being able to, mm, it's, to perform. Yeah. yeah. So usually, like the last three or four albums, Drake has been like skip, just barely getting over the bar. That's true. Barely getting over the bar, and sometimes we give it to him like, "Ah, oh, it's Drake." Yeah. And he'll throw out <laughs> a couple of hits after the CD, yeah, yeah, and we're yeah. like, "Okay, yeah, he's, he's good. Yeah, he's yeah. good. I, I like this," and we'll forget about it because music consumption is so fast. But now. He's at risk for not hitting that bar. Yeah. And then if he's out of that top spot, the rap economy opens up. Okay. Come so I, th I think more rappers will get opportunities. There'll be more money for everybody to eat. Do you think that this was a plan that was like... Yes. I think this is war. <laughs> no, what I mean is like, oh. okay, like, yeah, of course I, th I think good music is smart. you said what smart. you said, like, of course this is war. But yes. I mean, what I mean by that is like, okay... Do you think this is an effort to make people listen to the Pusha T album after not having a album since 2015? Like, you didn't have albums since 2015. Like, be real. He's a great rapper, but uh -huh. he's not a popular rapper. You know what yes. I mean? Like that. Like, people mess with him, but it's like not on the mainstream. You feel me? Yeah. So, with this new beef, with these these uh, inflammatory words, do you think uh -huh. it's like, oh, well, let me see what else what fuck Pusha T got to say? You know what I'm saying? I think... Um so this is my theory, all right, and it goes back to Kanye. And it just brings a lot of attention to the song. Go ahead. So Pusha T isn't mainstream because of who he is, like the type of person he is. Right. Drake is mainstream because of the type of person he is. Right. It, it, in a weird way, I feel like Cool went out of style. Mm. Gangster went out of style. And I think Kanye had a lot to do with that. I think when Kanye and 50 Cent went head up with that album, Kanye, not I don't want to say single-handedly, because it's a big thing. It is. But he shifted the culture from gangster rap to guys who aren't necessarily cool. By beating 50 Cent, you mean? By beating 50 Cent. So oh, okay. he changed the dynamics of what music is. He changed he the changed sound. It, I think he just opened up a new lane of it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? But that, op that lane opened up for guys like Drake, Cuddy, and all these, you know. Okay. I... I don't want to say uncool guys, but uncool guys who make good music right. and gave them a lane. We'll just say underappreciated voices. Underappreciated. But that happened in in, in a lot of fields, uh, mm -hmm. in comedy as well. Clubs went out, which are the cool guys, yeah. and the alt scene came in. Yeah. And then the alt scene started to run things, and now we have nerds 
with power right. that won't let the cool guys back in. Right. Pusher yeah. T is a good, a cool guy, so now he gets a chance to shape or alter I'm that. With you. I'm with this. Back to cool being mainstream again. Right. So once Pusher T does that, then all these guys who are who else is a part of that clique though? That's like cool, but not like J Cole, Kendrick Lamar. They're cool guys that I feel like to their core are cool that don't get the mainstream lump love that they deserve. And I think that's think why Kendrick, J- you don't think Kendrick gets the love that he deserves. No, I kind of do. I, I think, think he's underrated. I think ASAP. You think Kendrick is underrated? Yes. Where is he rated then to you? Like what? I think he's he's up there. He's top five as of now. And that's for underrated. Me. There's a lot. I don't think he's getting love he deserves. What What do you think he should get? He He was Kendrick Lamar doesn't want a Pulitzer. He just want a he just want a Pulitzer. He was he just like is he getting he, album of the year? He He'll just still executive get, produced the 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 Black Panther the movie. Black Panther soundtrack. Uh-huh. Like he's getting opportunities because of his talent. Like yes. how is he? Well, you always. I mean, getting, just like Prince would would uh yeah get but, things, but it's just it's but not. Prince wasn't underrated. Prince was rated. Why would he need to be? I don't know. A, I think Prince was underrated. I think a lot of good guys are underrated. That's like you think Prince was underrated. Yes, people thought Prince was amazing. So how was he underrated? People appreciate the people who liked Prince or like, loved yeah, him. Yeah. Okay. But if you're outside of that, you know, then you're like, yeah. But have you heard so and so? Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Just like Beyonce will go up against Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift's gonna win. We need those Kendricks to start winning. We need those Beyonces to start winning when they have a good body of work and they may not be as mainstream as the mainstream person. You think we so? Need you, them so to you're start basing winning. this off of like awards, awards, uh-huh. okay? But awards, we know that, recognition. But and we then, know that awards don't really mean nothing. Like awards don't. We no. know that. Like that's but they bullshit. do though. I mean, they I do. guess I guess they don't mean shit because so many good artists put out such. Volumes of great work and don't get recognized at those award shows. And then we're like, you know what? They don't mean shit. Right. And we have to take the moral high road every time. But if they start winning, we start giving a shit. The work gets better because you're getting rewarded for it. I mean, I guess. And then you don't have to be like, yeah, I'm going to be appreciated when I'm dead. No, you get appreciated right here on the spot. I don't think Kendrick Lamar is being... I think so. I don't think he's underrated. I think I he's like rated he, like he, I think he's rated very high. I think that ASAP Rocky's another one. Okay, I can see ASAP Rocky, cool. but ASAP Rocky's doing other things too. Like it's not like he's just a rapper that's out here in his basement making music and nobody knows who he is. Like yeah. the, both of them have like a specific platform. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That they are jamming at. You know, that's true. Like ASAP is in, in is bringing all of his homies into this fashion world. Yeah. I just seen a, a a magazine cover. And it's like all of them, He's like, like you know what I'm saying? Calvin Klein. Ad. That's what that's I'm saying. Dope. That's pretty dope. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like. But you get a pre. I I feel like you should get appreciated in the thing. I don't know. We'll see. Bro, an artist is an artist like, is an artist. So like it's Chance like, didn't win album of the year or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Or we. So for example, Pusher T. If Pusher T puts out the album of the year, puts out an album of the year quality. I think it's really early, and I he's think gonna lose. I think I don't think he's gonna get it only because I think that even if, mm-hmm. like, I think that people now are gonna get energized by this hip hop situation. Like, mm-hmm. they're gonna be energized to put out some really good work. Cause Pusha T came out of like I saw the Breakfast Club interview, and he was basically like, "You can't put his craft 
against my craft. Like, I am a writer, and I'm That's serious fair. about that. And what Drake is, is a person who knows how to put his sound together very well and make good music. Mm-hmm. But you can't put a good writer and lyricist like myself against that particular machine because it's not fair. It, it, it And it's because Pusher is the disenfranchised or the underdog in that particular situation. I mean, but I if we start appreciated because that that particular aspect of hip hop, i.e. lyrics or any kind of like coherent sentence structure mm-hmm. is not appreciated. But in if you right now. if you oust Drake, not saying that he's I was about to say like Drake is does Drake doesn't represent like that either though. You and you replace it with a guy who is lyric driven, who could still make good music. Who has a good body of work, then the dynamics of music change or hip hop changes towards that, and people are going to be more focused on that rather than focused on Gucci Mane, Gucci Mane, Gucci Mane, or you know what I mean, yeah, or Gucci Mane, yeah, yeah. Gucci Mane, whatever the song is. Gucci, yeah, whatever. Capitalism, great. Capitalism, it's a capitalism. yeah, it's a great catchy ass song, but that song was made because the money is that way, yeah, and the lyricism is the other opposite way but if there's money in lyricism yeah then you know that shapes the culture yeah i think that's what good music is after right now and i think they're going to change the dynamic if their plan goes rap aside because uh-huh. rap is is different we could talk about like all kind of art for it for a second because rap is supposed to be like these people are telling us the truth like uh-huh. push T said he sold drugs we are supposed to believe that like mm-hmm. he out here selling drugs you know Selling, uh, nobody sold more drugs than him since Easy E. You know what I mean? And it's like, what is the responsibility? Like, we as an artist, we want you to come out and do your thing and be pure and be authentic with the art that you are, you know, expressing. We want it to come mm-hmm. from a very real place because we can connect to that because it's real. Mm-hmm. Or somebody can, you know, but it's also setting an example. So how much of your story are you responsible for when when people are taking the bad parts of it and like reliving them, thereby like just completing this circle of shit that you've already evolved from because yeah. you have, you have expressed yourself. So what I, it's like this is my like I don't know cognitive dissonance because at one it's like don't do these things, don't say these things, but then it's like as from the artist's perspective, it's like yo, this is how I get my shit off. Like this is how I maintain my my wellness mm-hmm. by expressing myself. And my story is my story. You know what I mean? I can't censor my story because this is what it is and this is how I like to tell it. So, but then it's like your story includes these particular elements that these children are now like idolizing. So then what do you do? Man, you you hope that they have enough discernment to not do those things. But, I mean, I've seen people... Doing lean because rappers are. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know what I mean. So how how should we how should we like view the art? Like how should we look at the situation and say, okay, well look, this is only art. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like this. Don't look at the person behind it. Don't look at anything outside of the album. Look at the album as a piece of work and not so much. Well, that we we haven't yet to do that. The you artist is a piece of shit, but the work is great. I mean, right. We're look. I mean, I'm using the Apple computer. I feel like Steve Jobs is a piece of shit, but he's one of my role models still. That's I mean, he mean. was a deadbeat dad. He was he was emotionally abusive. So uh, how do you separate the artist from the scumbag? Like, how do ugh. you how do you say you know what I'm going to support this and get behind this, knowing that the person that you are supporting is somebody you don't morally agree with? 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's really, really hard. Like, I'm going to tell you, for real, I'm going to be honest, this is my moment of vulnerability. Like, I used to really enjoy R. Kelly's music. Uh-huh. Like, I was really like an R. Kelly fan. I'm talking about singing the girls on the bus with the R. Kelly. I was too grown because I ain't have mm-hmm. no business singing Bump and Grind <laughs> in the middle school, seventh grade bus. You know what I mean? But I was. And it's like, I feel conflicted because this, this, these, this song, these songs are like woven into my childhood. Your life. So my, it brings everything. you back to so moments. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I believe I Can Fly came out in 95. Uh-huh. Like, that was when I was, you know, graduating from fifth grade. Yeah, you know, that was, that was every, so everything. So yeah. it was like all of these things that R. Kelly has done is like now it's totally the, <laughs> the strength of the black path. <laughs> is now stripped away from R. Kelly because he's a scumbag. Yeah. I I think what we need to do is hold people accountable earlier. So so things, as not to get them. Uh, well, we need to hold them accountable when we find shit out. Yes, we shouldn't. R. Kelly been skating for about twenty years off allegations. Is, though, but people been calling him out, but no one's holding him accountable. So he just keeps producing great music, and he's making us forget. <laughs> he's, but the thing is, why R. Kelly? Would you do these things and then call yourself the Pied Piper? Do you know the story of the Pied Piper? Explain. Get out of here. What? What was it? He's using music to control the kids and take them out. But oh, after man. he's doing bad things, you know what I'm saying? Come on, R. Kelly. Yeah, that's not a... I don't know. It's just a bunch of other scumbags, too, that we have discovered along the way. Mm-hmm. As, you know, like, all oh, these people create great art, but we can't rock with you like that. Yeah, artists are dark souls, man. I, and I think Twitter and Instagram opens up the internet as well just opens up the chance or likelihood of finding out somebody's a piece of shit. We're oh, all yeah. pieces of shit. That's and I, th- I think once we set that standard for what is and what isn't, and we're, I, I feel like we're still in the gray areas of figuring out what is and what isn't. Once we figure that line, we could make that line clear, hold people accountable, and have artists work within those parameters. You know what's so funny about that? You say that, you know, the, like social media is what's really like destroying these these ideas of these people. But like Zora Neale Hurston, Zora Neale Hurston, there was a, a, a rumor, I guess. Mm-hmm. She was accused of molesting this group of boys. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you were saying that these boys would meet in these little basements and they would like have these little freak little sessions or whatever that she was a part of that. Who wait? Who Zora Neale Hurston? Where? What is she from? She's from Florida. Is she? What does she do? I don't know who she is. I know who she. You I may know who she is, but I don't know who she is. Let me look her up real quick. I don't believe Explain you. Explain who she is. I mean, I know I'm an English major, but Zora Neale Hurston. Do you know who she is? Me neither. What? I'm gonna let you figure it out. Um, I'm looking at an older black lady right now. Oh my Anthropologist. God. Oh Lord, Fort Pierce. I'm still not. What is what has she done? She ain't making no R. Kelly heads. I don't know who she is. What? I can't believe you're saying this. <laughs> I can't believe you're saying it. I'm the, not even gonna give it to you. The the more I roll down, the more things I see. Harlem Renaissance. Still haven't heard of her. Not ringing a bell. I don't know, man. Her oh. Wikipedia is kind of short. What? Yo, Night Passion. Don't know. Any of these songs. These ain't songs, fool. These are books. <laughs> uh, man, no. Nah. I don't know who she is. I I officially don't know who she is. Oh, man, Key. But I mean, she was molesting kids. She wasn't. That's the thing. Okay. 
See, and that's 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 interesting too. Cause that's the thing, and it's like her career was she ended up dying penniless because you know she wrote uh-huh. their eyes were watching God. Kid. She, you know, their eyes were watching God. I think I heard of it. What niggas don't read no more? Nah, what y'all man. doing? I listen to audio books, bro. Audio books are the wave, man. You the- mean this is what? <laughs> like this particular scandal, like really, really. Uh, like rocked her career. Uh-huh. And this was before social media. This is what I was getting to. Like this is before social media and it was still able to like destroy her because of these ideas of her personal life. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Um you threw me off, man, cuz I don't know how you don't know Zora and, Hurston. Jesus. And I think we're I think what you're saying is we're at risk for doing the same thing today. I don't know. Okay. Well, I don't want to say that because people said you did it. You did something. Like, you, if, where there's smoke, there's fire. Right. Now, with Morgan Freeman, I don't know if you saw the news uh, uh-huh. article. He had a lady who was interviewing him. Uh-huh. And I, he, it was a movie. He's like three old guys. I forget the guy's name. British mm-hmm. guy. He was talking, and uh, the reporter was pregnant. Uh huh. Huh? Yes. Um, the lady was pregnant. The guy next to him was saying, yeah, I made the mistake of thinking a lady was pregnant. This happened like 30 years ago. I said she was pregnant and she wasn't pregnant at all. Morgan Mm. Freeman's old slow ass is just like staring somewhere and he was like, oh boy, do I wish I was there. The reporter takes that and assumes something... about her situation. Yeah. And that's one of the allegations. Now, we're in a point now where we should listen to what these folks are saying, but that's a, and this may be a one-off situation. But here's the thing. Was it Morgan Freeman like sleeping with his like step granddaughter (laughs) or something like that? So he's not he plays God, but he right. is not God-like. No. Like, nah, nah, bro. We ain't giving you... And that's what makes it easier to, like... Right. You know what I'm saying? Believe. It's like, oh, Morgan Freeman over here, you know, mm-hmm. doing other things that is bad at all, you know? Right. So... So we're... I think if we set... If we reset the standard for what is and what isn't, like, we have... We have a definitive do and don't within, you know approach with women okay you cannot do this you cannot do that these are your guidelines you need consent you need yes you need so on and so forth right. communication outside of those parameters there are gray areas once you define parameters of what's okay then you move from that and then if an artist breaks that then you're shit out of luck you know because there's no reason for you to be skating along these lines or so close to the lines so many times where we give you the benefit of the doubt and you keep doing that. Right. So I think if you're a great artist, you got to say within these lines, within your life, make but, your work about but that. But isn't this what Kanye West talking about? He's like, Kanye West is like, they, I want to just be me 100%. Even, yeah, but even if, if you're... He, Kanye West wants to be destructive if he if that's who he is. Like, yeah. I'm destructive, let me be destructive because that's real freedom and this is, you know... But Kanye West stays within the, the guidelines of being a good human being. Does he? I, I mean, I he ain't peeing so. on nobody, it, so yeah. It, at, <laughs> at worst, Kanye just didn't do enough research. 
Okay, I can well, roll with that. He's just ill-informed. He's not really hurt. Like, yeah, he's not hurting. He's not anybody. hurting anybody. He's yeah. just coming in and not knowing. Oh yeah, he's he's just coming in not knowing what he's talking about completely, mm-hmm. and you know, and then he's talking about it openly. He shouldn't. <laughs> he shouldn't. But that's not sleeping with your granddaughter, you know, or your step granddaughter. Yeah. So you know, we have to redefine these guidelines and and take it from there. Well, here's the thing. Wrong is wrong is wrong is wrong, and there's not, like, one flavor of wrong either. You know what yes. I'm saying? Like, you could be wrong for this, and Morgan Freeman could still be wrong for doing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So let's not just try to, like, brush stroke, erase all of this stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, well, we have to start looking at these things and have people stay in these parameters because this is my key voice. Because... <laughs> <laughs> You know, I I feel like as a creative, you, you stay within, you can stay within the law as a person. Absolutely, yeah. And then do whatever the fuck you want in art. Now, if I'm making movies I mean, about so many other people are doing it, like it's not like all artists are like scumbags. Like, right. You could be a good artist. You could be a great artist and a good person. Right. Like Prince. Prince. <laughs> right. He was yeah. a good person. He. He was shady as all get yeah. out, but and look, he slapped women in um, Purple Rain. That was a movie, right? He took it out on camera, and we can't fault him for that. Well, okay. if uh, if if R. Kelly were, were to talk about making music, peeing on people, and it was a good song, and he wasn't doing that, well, no, Keith. There's no, <laughs> no. There's you no, listen, if that song was a banger. You, there's no excuse for you to be out here. Pissing on people, even if they like it. That's, I mean, there's it, a group. But, there's but if a they're group 14, pe- bro, oh, yeah, like, true. you know what I'm saying? This was a 14-year-old. It wasn't like he was peeing on adults. That's true. That is true. R. Kelly, man, you put us in such a bind, I bro. No, Robert, shame on you. <laughs> and now he has a, what is it, a sex cult? A sex dungeon, bro. Sex dungeon, man. He, I mean, I don't know, man. Why are you mad? Well, here's the thing. Let's explain it first of what it is. Okay. This particular segment is uh, uh, a segment where we look at situations and we see if people are overreacting mm-hmm. or tell us why you're mad. In the future, we will have listener letters write in and tell us things that are happening in their neighborhood or in their lives that they're upset about, and then we can sit back and judge. Like, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be mad because of this. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! So I was thinking, I saw that um, Kendrick Lamar recently, like, removed this woman from, mm-hmm. or stopped performing the song because this white woman in Alabama was saying the N-word, like, loud and can't proud. Say it. Can't but say the thing it. is, the thing is, here's the thing about <laughs> it, right? Not only did you say it, you had the audacity to say it in front mm-hmm. of Kendrick Lamar as if his music doesn't scream, don't say nigga in front of me. You right. know what I'm saying? Like... But white women are, are untouchable. They feel like they're untouchable, and that's why she did that. That's so funny because it's like this was Alabama. This wasn't right. like Colorado. Uh-huh. This was Alabama, where everybody is well versed in the history mm-hmm. of the N word. You feel what I'm saying? And it's like for you to think you can get a pass because it's in the song. It's like you're gonna go home and I I don't know. I feel like if it was a white guy doing it, yeah. he would he would edit it himself. I agree because I think that that that, that masculinity would have. Would have stepped in, and uh-huh, he would have felt he like know. he might punch me in the face right. if I said. There's no, 
there's no punishment for a white woman. Not against a black person. No. Not even she, a black woman. She gets, because. she gets, uh, yeah. And that's why she said it. That's why you're mad. I'm a little mad because people were saying like this old like they everybody want to go to freedom of speech and here's the thing you are free to say what you want right yeah. you are free to say what you want but you ain't free from these hands yeah so just keep that in mind you know <laughs> what I mean <laughs> Kendrick Lamar can't punch her though <laughs> right but he can say but he can say you know what I'm not gonna do this song because I want y'all to know how serious I am about it. Like I'm not, I can't even trust the fact that if I kick you off the stage, that you're not gonna say it if we play this song. So we're not even gonna play this song. But but now the concert's affected. Now he's affected by it. So you mad? I'm a little mad. That's that's such a that's such a bind to be in. But the the answer to that is just don't fucking say it. That's it. True. Don't play around with those parameters. But this goes back to this goes back to censorship versus critical thinking. Yes. Because censorship is saying don't ever say it, uh-huh. and critical thinking teaches you when to say it or when it's appropriate to say it. You yes. know what I'm saying? And that's different than saying don't ever say it. It's like, look, you are free to say it, but know that in these particular circumstances, maybe you should. Say yeah. It. You feel what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. you should know. And like if, if you were, if they taught critical thinking skills. This white girl would have got up there and known. That she it was, knew. Okay, she but if knew. she knew that she did, well, then that means that <laughs> she, she lacked chose. Time. She made a decision. Okay. She it lacked. was the wrong decision. What we need is a punishment, but we set those parameters. Those parameters have been I don't in, know, man. in white for people, a white long time. Like to say, white people would like to say nigga in music. They just feel like, oh, this is just a lyric. Just Every, like I feel like everyone says nigga. Do you say nigga in your car? It's okay if you do. It's not it's okay not if okay. you do, but. Okay. I think growing up. In Oakland, for me, it just took on a different thing of like, fuck no, you don't say that shit. Or gotcha. your ass is about to get whopped. Yeah. Uh-huh. And like, you know, I mean, look, I have said it. And like when I was like a freshman and a sophomore in high school, uh-huh. totally. Right. I said that shit. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. I wish I could, I could really my get face. my ass fucking whooped. I really you need, saw the fire you were playing with. I really needed to control my fucking right. shit. Mm-hmm. You saw the parameters. Yeah. And I think because he saw the consequence. Of saying like, hey, but that's also because he's male. You feel yes. what I'm saying? Like, I think that, like you said, Kendrick Lamar, the idea of we're two men, we're at least on that plane equally. Uh-huh. To where, if I wanted to react in a certain kind of way, I wouldn't feel bad punching a white guy yeah. in the face versus punching a white girl in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just talk about for a second why that that word. Uh, like will drum up all this emotion for us to get so mad, right? Uh-huh. I think what it is, it's not the word. It is, I think the anger comes from the expression. Like you, you, you thought that it was okay to say this. The audacity. The uh, the caucasity. Like, <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, how dare you say this knowing the history of this word and then say it with such, you know. Like laissez faire. Like exactly. you're just saying it, just like. Yeah, and I, I, again, I think it's a choice. I think they, I think everyone understands the parameters, and we could even circle back to Drake. I'm going to circle back in a second, but <laughs> everyone knows the parameters of Black history and or yeah. the the history of of Black people and why everything is bad, and why you shouldn't say it, yeah. but people choose not to. People choose to ignore it, and I think that lady chose to ignore it. I think that's why you're upset, and I think that's a valid reason. Yeah. There needs to be consequences, and I'm not saying it needs to be physical or 
a verbal or whatever. There needs to be some type of consequence socially. Well, like, I don't know. You just get bees on your fucking like. You wear like a scarlet in. Look! Look at the inward sayer. Look at her. Right. And everyone throws uh, banana pills. Yeah, and shit. but yeah, you get treated like a nigga. For <laughs> that should be it. That should be the punishment for white women. They and then you know I don't know. Let's Cir- just, circle yeah. back on Drake. Uh, he's explaining himself on social media now, and I don't like that, but I understand that because he's a he Canadian. got a lot to explain. But he's a Canadian black guy, and I think they don't have the connection to American black culture. Because I was watching this video uh, about Vince Carter and uh, when he went to Toronto and they brought the NBA to to Canada, they had no idea what basketball was. And Drake was in that documentary. He was like, yo, I'm like a teenager watching basketball and I'm like, holy shit, this is so cool. So you could tell that that was one of the defining moments for Drake that opened him up to American... Americanism, uh, black people in America, and, and then I remember this. I, I was Drake out. Daddy is black as hell. So, but he still I, grew up. He still grew up in in um in Canada. Drake though. always talk about his black cousins who he's been kicking it with over the summer. I got and shit black like ass that. cousins, but I still I still grew up on on a military base. You True. know what I mean? So okay. I mean it's it's where you are and where you are where he was was Canada. I met some some uh, people from Canada, and they're like. What's your nationality? And I was like, oh, I'm Korean and black. And everyone was like, I'm just black. And they're like, yeah, but what type of black? And we had to explain to them, like, no, nah, we're displaced people. We don't know that we're from Nigeria or I wish I Cameroon. Been or, but their black people are. So they, they migrated or immigrated from Sierra Leone. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm from Sierra Leone. And, you know, my family's lived here for generations. And they could explain that. But we can't. Yeah. And... That's why the word is hurtful, and I think that's why Drake is on his toes right now because he's being exposed for like not knowing these things. And that's he probably knows, why he doesn't though. speak up. No, no, no. He knows because if you look at his explanation for the blackface picture, he was basically saying that this is an expression of uh, a conversation that a friend and I had about black actors in the industry having mm-hmm. to, I guess, black it up to get a role. You <laughs> he know said, what I'm "My saying? friend at the time. He's not his friend no more." Yeah. Cause he, he set his ass up. <laughs> right. <laughs> you go ahead and put the black face on. I'm not. Right. But Drake was dumb enough to put it on because, because he didn't he know was better. The black, he probably, I don't know if he maybe was the blackest of the two. No, his friend was African. But then your friend is African and don't necessarily know that cultural reference either because that's an yeah, African American right. thing. No, that, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Drake didn't, doesn't, he doesn't speak up about these issues because that's an African American issue. Drake is a Canadian, I, I don't know what the fuck you want to call it. He's not African American. He's not. He's Canadian African, whatever. He's I don't. Canadian, I, it doesn't even sound good. He's a black Canadian who's also <laughs> Jewish. Right. So he doesn't have. He's not going to be empathetic to things that he sees because that doesn't bother him. That's never affected him. You know what I mean? His doors are unlocked at night because he lives in a good neighborhood in Canada, and they just I don't do know shit if he like lives that. In a good, I mean, Drake. Drake make it seem like they didn't have it. They he was, was like pulling up in the Acura. Drake make it seem like they was poor. I would my pants. No, my, am I? Did I dream mm-hmm. that up? Yo, you remember he was on uh, that Nickelodeon show? He was on Degrassi. He was yeah, made, he was on Degrassi, but like he was still making money. A lot of them fucking child stars were broke too. They broke now. Yeah, but Drake isn't because so he's he rapping. Nev- <laughs> it's just like what Lil Wayne was saying. He was like, I've ne- I was never affected by these things. The only interaction I had was a with a cop was the cop that saved my life when I got shot. 
So he's not attached to the movements like regular black people. Maybe. I disagree with and that. And that doesn't mean you get to disregard it. Yeah, that doesn't mean you get to disregard it. But nah, nah, especially nah. for Drake, he doesn't. He doesn't speak on it because he doesn't know. But then here's the thing, Drake. If you put on blackface, you should research it before you put it on. So That's it's, true. It's not, there's no excuse for it. Like I don't care if you. I don't care if you. <laughs> so were black from people some, can't wear blackface. It's not that you can't wear blackface. It's just that you don't use it for an expression. And then it'd be some half baked ass yeah. idea. You he know what I'm saying? Like, he has a lot of explaining to do. It's like, bro, like don't do this. You know what I'm saying? Like even if. You, the, so the, frustrated, the exit strategy for Drake is for him to have a conference, a press conference like Tiger Woods did. You about to put us on? I, I think it's time, bro. This Put You On is brought to you by <laughs> Michael Bailey, a good friend of mine, who sent me this, uh, this screenshot of, of this album called uh, City Girls. <laughs> They're from Miami, Florida. Oh, are they? Yes. Okay. They, they they remind they have the essence of, of Trina. Shout out to Miami. You know, uh, Todd's from Miami. If you don't know, he's yep. from Miami. I grew up. I'm a military kid, so I grew up in in Florida and DC. But Todd is Miami as fuck. <laughs> City girls are Miami as fuck. You're gonna love them. Uh, one of them said, "I'm the fly bitch, and she's she's the freaky bitch, and they're just good. They get me going." And I love them. And they made me happy. They're talking about all the bad things that they want to do. They make me want to step my... They make me want to be a better man. Look at them. Little ragged ass hoes. I love them. Oh my gosh, they're so cute. Do you I mean, like them? I mean, How do you feel about them? I mean, I like their energy. They remind me of, um, you know... People I know, yes, and I love that about them. They, you know? <laughs> they they remind me, not that Miami is this, but yeah, Miami is tread that. lightly. Hello, Miami is that. And when I heard them, I was like, oh, this reminds me of of watching Trina for the first time. And Warren Sapp was in the video, yeah. and he had a Brett Favre jersey as a doormat. And I was like, what is this? Because I liked the Bucks at the time. Okay, so I think they're going to be next up in regards to you know that. The sound of Miami. uninhibited women, but I don't know. They're just free, saucy ass niggas, and I like them. They they make good music. I listen to their album through and through. They're ratchet. They get they get my my blood going, and I like. I want to. I told my girlfriend. I said I want to have friends like them, where I go out and hang out with them, They're and then they girls. they finesse me out of a a lot of money. But I have enough money where that doesn't bother me. You going? You going? And uh, she said it was okay. <laughs> so uh, nah, these are these are some cute girls. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they cute. You know? They they got the, they got the sound too. They yeah. got the juice. They look like they can uh, they can fight. You know? They could fight. Cause that's the thing about Miami girls. Miami girls are pretty, but they can fight. Mm-hmm. So watch your motherfucking mouth. They gonna get the juice going. They are gonna get the party started, and people are gonna know about. The sound of Miami. Okay, okay. They sample the right things too. Right. They sample Trina. Um, who's the my neck, my back girl? Kaya. She's from Tampa. And she's from she's Tampa. Not from Miami. She's from Tampa, but Florida has a sound. Trina. So. Yes. <laughs> so they blended the two. Okay. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Put you on. They put you, he's putting you on these. Hopefully, on. Drake survives this massacre, so he could he could uh, properly properly these yes. women <laughs> to the industry. Uh, Pusher may have destroyed City Girls, and we'll see. We'll oh, see. Man, push it on these girls and even did nothing to you. They need to give give Drake a chance so he could at least put them on and take them take Drake out, and then we'll we'll be good. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah.